welcome back to the conclusion of the Peter Lyons interview. Find out who feels good about winning going into the weekend and find out who is going to be chasing after some bets put down at the Snake Eyes Casino. As we finish Peter's top 10 sitcom characters list and we get the top 10 list that no one asked for. Make sure you stick around for the preview of the biggest matchup of the week as we get everyone ready for another fall football weekend here on the Big Boy League podcast. All right, so here, here's where uh, good list turned great and, uh, you know, and questionable list turned bad. So your top five. Oh, man. Okay. One of them, one of them in the top five, I will say, is definitely affected by the fact that I'm watching the show right now, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> okay. He's still a great character. Um, number five, Michael Scott. Michael Scott's great. I had to pick one person. I was between uh, Dwight and Michael. Yeah. Although the cringe humor of Michael Scott is some, like some of it is just unwatchable nowadays. He absolutely carried that show. And as soon as he left and was replaced by Will Ferrell vacuum, just show went out the window. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, it, and well, it was, yeah. Honestly, the Will Ferrell stretch was not good. I do think though, that the, uh, the Robert California, I just realized that. Oh, yeah. I could have I, I honestly replaced Michael Scott with Rob California. Rob <laughs> California was just way too perfect. That is very but, niche. That, that, that would be a, that would be an incredibly niche pick. But no, you think that 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 character was was fantastic. I, I, yeah, the parts where Andy like was fully in charge didn't like Ed Helms couldn't carry that stuff. But 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 uh, no, the, the Robert California was uh, I think a really solid casting choice for for, for that. You know, I wish they made. I wish they made another. Um, I wish they made another spinoff or just a different series where Rob mm. California was just playing his character as yeah, the main yeah. character. That would have been such an interesting dynamic. That's true, but no, you, you can't go wrong with an office character. I'm, I'm good with that. All right, number four. Number four. This was the the curveball that people may not agree with, but okay. Winston Schmidt. Oh no, I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean. Given I just finished New Girl season one, uh, and it's a fantastic show that I very so, much identify with as a single yeah, dude they, in his twenties in a city, yeah. <laughs> but his character is just so well done, and dude, I love so it hard. so much. It's so hard to pick. You, you, you could. I think I would lean Bishop, but like the, it, those two are such yeah. are so good, so good. Uh, it, and, and New Girl, New Girl was the the, the Seinfeld of our time. Yeah, and it's I'm loving it so much, and I cannot wait to keep going with it. I, I, um, I, so Sarah hadn't seen it. We we watched it. Um, like like her sister was watching it um, uh, over Thanksgiving two years ago, and so we we we, we essentially like watching it, um, uh, it pre, like throughout 2021, and like it, mm-hmm. rewatching that show. It's like how how much your mother I feel like doesn't hold up. New Girl holds up so well. Yeah. Which it's weird when they're like talking about like in the first season they're like, dude, it's 2012, and I'm like, oh my god, this is yeah, really yeah, old. Yeah. No, it, it, no it, it, just wait until you get to the uh, the Prince episode. Oh no! <laughs> All right, no, rounding out here into the top three. I'm very confident with this top three. Um, okay. Number three is very near and dear to me as one of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite show. Um. Dr. Cox from Scrubs. That's a okay, yeah. And I, I, that's a, I, sh- I should have seen that one coming, <laughs> but that, 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 that's a good pick. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I Scrubs was what maybe like the original, like always sunny show for me, where it, it was like I never watched like the story arcs or anything, but like mm-hmm. whenever it was on TV or whoever you know, it was on the background, like there were funny jokes being made there. Like, but yeah. that was probably the, the original, like one of those shows for me, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it, that's a solid, that's, I, it, it, the, I, I would be, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm surprised that it wasn't, uh, I, I would have been shocked if it wasn't in your top 10. So uh, I'm good with that. All right. Now I did. Here. I was thinking about JD, but I switched it to Dr. Cox because Dr. Cox is just a better character overall. JD was a good character and it did propel Zach Braff to completely, I love you, Zach Braff, but every single one of your shows and movies past Scrubs has not been received well. And uh, it 
it really was the mag it was the start and the end of your career at scrubs um but dr cox john c mcginley absolutely killed the character and all of his rants are just so well done no, it's a crime he did not win an emmy but that is a that is a lukewarm take that is shared by the entire internet so. <laughs> well, fair enough all right top two number two charlie kelly always sunny in philadelphia oh yeah i i was i was i expected him to be a little bit lower uh but in the list but yeah of course he's going to be in, in, in the uh the the, the Peter Lyons top 10. Surprisingly enough, the last, have you seen the latest season or no? Yeah. The Ireland season. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I heard people that did not really appreciate the Ireland season, but the, the weird depth and like range that Charlie showed in that season was really weird. Like when he was crying over the dead body in the last, well, spoiler alert, in the last episode, <laughs> I, I was like, this isn't always sunny anymore. This is just Charlie day actually like showing some real acting chops sure. and <laughs> But yeah, I, I totally agree. And but also like how dumb they made him. Like so, the entire time he obviously can't. He, like, the bit where they like the entire show, he's not like he can't read, but he can read Gaelic <laughs> just fine. Like it, it's amazing, just just pure genius. And then he's like, you know, his his dad, he, he is dead in this bar singing this song, and he just knows the words to this song that they're singing in the middle of this Irish bar. So good, so good. But no, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't, can't, can't fault that pick there. And it's like every great quote from Always Sunny is straight, is always from Charlie. Like, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about putting, uh, I was thinking about putting, um, see, I'm Frank. already forgetting the name. Yeah, Frank as yeah. instead of him. Cause, but Frank, like, I always think about like how good a character is by also how much the show could stand with or without them. And like, Every single Always Sunny character, the show could probably stand with them, but Charlie is the one that could make his own show as just himself if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Frank's yeah, just true. a rich asshole that loves banging whores. <laughs> um, like Dennis is a sociopath. D is just in. D is just always constantly trying to undermine others in order for her success. <laughs> and Matt, I mean Max, Mac, Mac could also kind of fit in the along with Charlie Kelly. He's just got so many great quotes, but Rob also wrote the show. So that's, that's yeah. like a, uh, he, he writes his own lines. That's, 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 that's cheating. <laughs> well, no, I think they all write. I think, all, so I don't know if you listened to the Always Sunny <laughs> podcast. Great. I haven't, I want to though. Dude, it's good. I, I highly recommend it as a, uh, uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, always, uh, always sunny pod for the BBL pod bump. Um, <laughs> um, I, I know you guys need it over there, but no, I all of our listeners in the, the United Arab Emirates or yeah, is it Saudi right. Arabia. That's it. No, it's, it's UAE <laughs> doing numbers in UAE, baby. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I highly recommend that stuff, but no, yeah, I, I learned that but yes, so Rob gets like a lot of the the, um, the credit, but all three of them are like do they they write to, they they write shoot yeah. edit like all that stuff together. So, but uh, that makes I, a lot of sense. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So now now it's time the number one Peter Lyons sitcom character of all time. You knew it had to be him, the one and only George Costanza. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be really hard for me to not put him number one, and 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 the, uh, I mean I mean the 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 PRPR committee to not put him number one overall. Um, it's just I, I he's so good. Like that, that entire show is so well done, but the fact that like like I'm, I try putting Larry David's like idiosyncrasies and, and weirdness into a into a character that is, is as boisterous as george such a yeah like, su such a good good call and like he, he and plays it to an absolute t and like all of his bits are just it's it's always just being an asshole to make a point he's not an asshole he's just like like finding the uh the mechanic that took his candy bar when he already put a dollar in the machine <laughs> they're all like, tricks <laughs> So like good. to the point where he's making he's making all the people in the car dealership yeah. do a blind taste test to yeah. figure out which one's the right one. It's absurd. Or the oh um, when they when they catch uh, when they catch him having sex with a man in the office and they say, "Yeah, you're like we well, catch him having sex." He's like, "Was, was that, that wrong? wrong? <laughs> Should I not have done that?" Just like the <laughs> and it's, uh, the, the ultimate George line is, it's it's not a lie if you truly believe it. <laughs> So good.
but no, yeah, George George Costanz is a pretty it's a pretty uh a pretty solid favorite, I think, across the board. But no, like solid list. I mean, this this is a um, top to bottom a pretty solid. I, I may have you know changed a couple of a couple of names for, for but like all the shows are really well represented, and you got the obligatory uh, uh Lucille Ball in there to show some representation too. So good 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 work on you there, bud. I gotta show uh I gotta show respect to what respect to what came before us, you know. I, I appreciate that, and we'll see how the um, see how the committee uh, evaluates that. Yeah, I was I was giving consideration to Kramer, but Kramer, as it turns out, his uh, actor was super racist. So, yeah, that, Michael uh, Richard did. Uh, yeah, did end up getting some hot water there. <laughs> Believe it or not, racism uh, makes you lose uh, makes people lose respect for you. Uh, I say sometimes depends. <laughs> <laughs> Next pod. <laughs> cut it cut that cut that cut that um <laughs> obviously you know it's um you know, about football oh, season God. around this time we'll uh we start to see you know the uh you know people are ranking their quarterbacks and like who is the perfect quarterback like give them like you know peyton manning's brain and lamar jackson's athleticism oh my which, god but you also you also see you know uh like amalgamations of the worst quarterback possible like Peyton, Manning, Peyton Manning's athleticism and uh, you know Johnny Menzel's decision making, like stuff like that. So, <laughs> thinking thinking about this, that those sort of Frankenstein monsters. Um, oh God. As 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 men in our late twenties, early thirties, we shouldn't have this many nemeses as we have as a group. But um, the one true shining star in in, in, in this our, the black hole that is all of our hearts is. So, uh, thinking <laughs> thinking about that, what. Uh, what do you think you would contribute to this uh, Frankenstein? Whether that's physical traits, a personality. What do you, what do you mean? I, I, I need you to look inside of you and 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 know yourself to pick out what do you think it is that makes you the most like. Oh, that makes me the most like. Yeah, um, so you, you, we are building the, the imperfect person out of all out of all <laughs> out of all the big boy parts to make. God. Um. I would say my level of energy and inability to shut up sometimes. That's not bad. I like that a lot, actually. See, I like, like I know we like to make fun of him because I don't know. He he matched my energy a lot, which is saying a lot because at least in college, I was I was yeah, I, I was a lot. I didn't even think about that. You yeah, you guys did have very similar like yeah, golden retriever levels of energy. That's true. Exactly. Which, believe it or not, I was calmer in college than I was in high school. And believe it or not, I'm calmer now than I was in college, which I'll meet people from high school and they'll be like, dude, you're so mellow compared to when I knew you. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's, this is adulthood, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Too true. Um, wow, no, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 that you saw that one coming, but I'm glad you, uh, uh, glad you, you took, it, uh, took it on the chin there. Uh, okay. So, so now is the time where I'm going to go straight to the um, Antonio uh, Brown moment of clarity. Uh, yes. No, so, um, but we got we got a spoiler spoiler alert earlier in the pod. So maybe this man doesn't have one, or maybe he has a list of things that, that he's. So he's done. I guess we're going to find out. So here's the thing: the the why I quit story. Like, I do appreciate the the segment and what it is because it allows people to tell stories of times where they realize that they were just like they realized that something was not working out for them yeah or something was not you know they needed to get out of a situation sure, um sure. i i don't mean this as a bragging way but i don't feel like i have struggled with much in my life as a straight gotcha. white male coming from suburban ohio like <laughs> Did I have a shitty team at my at Amazon that I wanted to leave uh, because of the culture last year? Yeah, like I got out of it. And I mean, maybe why I quit was because it wasn't good culture, but it that's not really a good story to tell, you know? Um, you. There's really there's really no moments where I realized I had to quit anything. The okay. only thing I can think of is like junior year of tech, I was involved in like six or seven different things. And I learned a lot about time management and realizing that like I didn't care about five of them so I dropped them all except for uh rec love and sig up yeah um so maybe why I quit overextending myself could be a good one for that but I realized instead of quitting things I have a top 10 list of things that I am just fucking done with right now okay wow so so do I have do I get any other context besides just things you're done like you define that a little more clearly for me 
things you'll see when I get to the list, things okay. that I'm done with. Okay. So, so top 10 things that you're done with. Got it. Number 10, Elon Musk. Oh, Why wow. the fuck does this guy need to say every single thing that comes into his brain on Twitter? What is it with white guys with a shit ton of money and not being able to just shut the hell up and realizing that they can spend, they can just disappear for the rest of their lives with all their money and not, not talk to a single soul ever again and have the most content life possible. Yet he has to go and buy Twitter and he has to go and say, hey, if you're not working 40 hours a week plus in the office, you're fired from Tesla. <laughs> like every single, every, like as weird as it is to say it, because I'm not really a fan of billionaires in general, but like you got to give props to Jeff Bezos for just shutting the hell up. <laughs> That's the thing. Like he, He's figured out a way to somehow like, he, he does step into the limelight a handful of times, like especially for the rocket launch. And that was like, not obviously not a, a fantastic look for him, but he, <laughs> but, for, but, but for the most part, he stayed, yeah, he, he, he realizes, Hey, I, I should probably shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then now Elon Musk with the, it was uh, the sexual assault claim that he, yeah. uh, that he said it was a hit piece by the Democrats. Like it's just, uh, there's, he needs to learn how to shut the fuck up unless he knows exactly what he's doing that he's just an evil human being which you could argue that all billionaires are evil human beings because they obviously had to exploit other people to get there but that's a whole different pod next pod sure sure um <laughs> so that's number, number nine number nine landlords i hope my landlord is not listening to me right now landlords. Um, I, my last apartment, we had three separate incidents of water leakage and water damage. Um, it was very obvious that this guy that, owned, it was very clear that the guy that owned the unit just kind of owned it as a, as an easy way of side income. Every time that we would email maintenance, he would not care. He would er, email him about problems. He'd say, all right, cool. Just do whatever maintenance tells you to. Uh, we had three separate incidents of water damage through leakages, including a dishwasher that straight up broke. Um, so, um, he, when we moved out, he said, Hey, like, it did not look like you guys tried anything to clean up the water damage. So we're going to charge you for the floors. And they tried to charge all of a $3,000 security deposit from me. Fuck that. And I, I brought up receipts and I said, Hey, like you said to do what maintenance does like you in following your directions, we pretty much waived all liability for this. And he goes, yeah, but I mean, it's still really bad. I said, that's not our fault. Right. Um, to which, and I don't mean this as a flex, but your company might have it too. As it turns out, as a part of a corporate benefit at Amazon, I get a lawyer for small claims and for things like wills and, uh, and notaries and such. Um, so you should, look into your, you should look in your corporate benefits package because that's a pretty interesting benefit to have. Um, classic but, Bezos, <laughs> giving, yeah, right. Getting, getting all the Amazon employees, lawyers. <laughs> well, yeah. And so it, he tried to, he tried to give me back $60 of a $3,000 security deposit wow. for things we didn't do. Yeah. And so I had to, I said, it was a, it was a really rough week. Cause I just moved. I was still unboxing things. And now he's like trying to get more money out of me. And I said, listen, like, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I have someone on hand that is qualified to figure this out for me and I don't want to have any sort of stress on it. So like, if you want to take this to court, I am fully willing to no hard feelings. And he immediately was like, no, you can take the rest of your money back. I was like, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, landlords, absolutely done with them. Even though I have a <laughs> landlord right now, it's more of a, a ownership company. Um, right. That right. Owns, like, multiple single buildings person. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So if you live in Chicago or you need a place in Chicago, Motu Properties, they have been nothing but great to me so far. Um, but I also didn't have to put a security deposit down. So that's great. Uh, so um, that is number nine. Number eight is cleaning soap scum off of shower doors. I had to do that last night and it was the <laughs> worst. If you ever need something to clean up a shower door, use Rain-X. It worked 100%. A lot of elbow grease was required. It was not a fun time. I was sweating all over the place. Luckily, I took a shower after in my brand new clean shower. Nice. But there was a lot of soap scum on there. And it's I'm surprised we haven't figured out how to engineer soap scum from getting off of stuff. I mean, come on. Listen, I guess that's a, a job for the, for the real engineers out there. Not you or me. Fuck them. 
Exactly. <laughs> You're you chemical engineers need to figure something out. Yeah, that's a straight shot across the bow at me. I got nothing for you. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, so number seven. Number seven. Oh, we talked about this in in length a few days ago. I'm done with ticket fees. Dude, ticket fees are the fucking worst. There is absolutely no reason they should be charging me $35 worth of fees for a $40 ticket. So and true. as someone who works in cloud services, it does not, it costs cents on the dollar to keep all of these services up and running. You don't need to be charging me $15 per ticket in order to keep your email system working. Right, right. It is not that expensive. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which leads me to number six, actually. I'm done with scalpers. Not just ticket scalpers, any type of scalper. Um, I tried to get Odessa tickets. I missed. And now on the resale market, they're over $300. Um, yeah. So I need to figure out other ways to get into that. All my friends have been trying to get PlayStation 5s, but they're all snatched up immediately and being sure. sold for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to speed this up because I see we have four minutes and 45 seconds left. So we'll start now a we're more at, if we really need to. You're fine. <laughs> that's fair. All right. But scalpers is an easy one. Like no one yeah. can defend scalpers. I don't, right. I don't, I don't care if there's socioeconomic uh, issues that are causing you to have to buy things and resell them at a huge markup, but it's you're you're not making anything fun for people. Number five. Number five, you're, you're going to love this one. And I think the, the big boys will love that as a hot take machine as I am, I can sometimes be wrong. Huh. Okay. I'm done with Tom Herman being a legend. <laughs> no. No, that's impossible. <laughs> no, we can't. You can't do that. <laughs> Tom Herman is no longer a legend. Wow. Legend watch. Oh man. Get oh, Tom wow. Herman. Tom Herman last last season he was an offensive analyst for the Chicago Bears. You saw how that went. He's oh, now unemployed. No. He's probably got a lot of money to his name right now. He didn't win a title. He did oh, not win wow. a title. Man. Uh, declared a legend before his first game. And yeah. it's being stripped. Wow. You hate to see it. Sorry, Tom Herman. Wow. That, I mean, that, he leaves He leaves, and Ohio State does not utilize Zeke Elliott to win a repeat championship. I mean, I I thought he was going to be the one. I genuinely I genuinely thought that within 10 years he was going to bring a title to Texas, but all we got was uh, who was that Who was that quarterback that uh, just graduated from Texas? Ellinger. Uh, um, he's, been, he's been there since the Bush administration. That's it. It feels like. <laughs> Yes, Ellinger. All we got was them winning a, a bowl game and Ellinger on national television looking up and going, Longhorns, we're oh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that. The, that is the, that will be looked at at a 30 for 30 as the peak <laughs> of Texas football since Vince Young. Um, man, man, that was a hot take. I love it. I love it. All right, number four. Oh, all right. Number four, switching gears. See what I did there. I'm done with Daniel <laughs> Ricardo being bad. Well, I, I hate I hate to tell you, <laughs> he he might just be bad now, dude. I I am I I have tried to look at any possible excuse, and now I am the more that I deep dive on it, the more I'm actually learning about Formula One as a sport. Mm. It's very interesting once you get into like the really deep technicals. Yeah. Um. But apparently, the Red Bull car was just he knew how to drive that Red Bull car so well that any other car has just felt so weird. Um. Apparently, the understeer on Either I think it's the rear end of the McLaren car is so different than the rest of the grid um, that he has just had trouble with it. And they put Lando's braking data side by side mm. and he is he is sporadic on the brakes. He is not able to turn the car the way he wants to, whereas Lando obviously is absolutely destroying in that car. Yeah. Um, and it is getting it's getting exhausting. I know that he's not going to win every race. I know he's not going to win a WDC. All we want is points, Danny. I think it's, it's, it's just been tough. I want you to succeed so bad, man. And then he's just been really bad. And now everyone all seeing all the headlines of McLaren looking into a way out of his contract next year, it hurts to watch. And I know that as soon as he's out of that McLaren seat, I'm going to have to spend so much money on Ferrari gear because then Charles Leclerc is the future. I mean, it's 
I need you to stay with me for like two more seasons, Danny. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, no, it's it, it. I thought that he was gonna be a lot better uh, out of that Renault car because that I think it's a piece of shit. <sighs> but it, it just ha- hasn't hasn't coming together with him. Well, uh, also I, nothing stronger in the Stugats than Daniel Ricardo winning Monza, saying to all those who thought I I left, I never left. Yeah. And then proceeding to be as bad as he was. Terrible, terrible. But no, yeah, that's true. One absolutely amazing list so far. I think it's uh, time for us to round it up. This, the, this top three. I can't. I, I didn't ask for this, and uh, it's it's been great so far. I gotta say. Uh, number three. I'm done with TikTok and Instagram Reels and any sort of deviation of that shit. It is. They have figured out how to completely remove the effort out of social media, both in con- in creating content and consuming content. But for me, the problem is consuming content. It will be so, I'll sit for like an hour on Instagram reels. I don't have a TikTok account, but they, it, they're, the, they're the ones that started all this bullshit. Mm. Um, I cannot wait in 20 years to see the psychological studies of what this specific innovation in social media has done to our attention spans because People will see five-minute YouTube videos nowadays and go, oh, that's way too long. I don't have that kind of time. But if it's if you condense it into a 12-minute or a 12-second reel, perfect, amazing. And a lot of these reels are just very low-quality content. Like if I see another cooking reel of someone trying to – of saying <laughs> – it's, it's literally the same shit. It's like, you haven't lived until you have tried this grilled cheese recipe. First, you take two slices of bread, then you put cheese in the middle, then you put bread on both of it. I like to put a little bit more butter than normal, but that's just me. You can do whatever you want. And <laughs> then if you put it on the griddle for five minutes on each side, I like to toast mine a little bit more, but I mean, it's whatever you want. And then look at that, a perfect grilled cheese, like please like and subscribe for more content. It's it might just be a hatred of content generation culture in general, because it's just creating shit for the sake of putting stuff out there and not for actual art. This is, that's the thing about TikTok and I'm sure Instagram Reels is the same thing too, but I can't, I don't know if there's been a platform that's been like more, that's been better. There you go. You're back now. Yeah. yeah. I don't don't know if there's a, there only was a platform that's been like better at monetizing. Like, and I think that's why it's taken off so far. Uh, these short clips are making are like making some people money and people are like oh wow I I can make money I'm gonna try this thing too it's just yeah I'm with you I've I Sarah has uh, turned me on to a a little bit but like I I maybe watch like maybe maybe five minutes a day but then I'm like oh wow this is like yes and mindless by the end of it but it it, my my entire for you page is just like dogs I guess that's like the entire the entire thing and like, I think they have the algorithm tuned to a specific way where they'll show you like five or six really good ones. Like I've seen some great recipes where I'm like, oh, I'll save that for later. I've seen some really funny comedy content. Yeah. And then 30 minutes later, you realize you're just scrolling and it's like the same shit or it's people doing any of those Instagram story things where it shows like, what Disney character are you above your head? And you're <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah, don't. Yeah. And yeah, like if, if people... I think the world would be much better place if when scrolling TikTok or Instagram reels, people like had an active thought of, do I actually care about this? Is this, does this matter to me? Right. And 99% of the time, the reels, they don't. It's awful. Right. Right. But they, they figured out the psychology so perfectly that I fucking hate it. All right. Either way, now we're down to our top two. Top two. Um, number two, I'm done with Red Bull racing. They need to shut the hell up. Oh, wow. Oh, good God. Dude, dude. (laughs) see, it's annoying because I, I, I do feel like if I had been introduced to the sport without drive to survive, I feel Mm. like I might've been a Red Bull fan because like not a traditional car maker. They kind of have that, that, uh, that, that cowboy mentality of like, yeah, we're an energy drink company. We're going to come in and we're going to wreck all these car company shit and and the thing that they do best, but outside of Obviously, I mean, Checo's a really love, lovable guy, yeah, you know, Yeah. but it, it blows my mind that they have this uh, allegedly this aggressively cutthroat young driver program that is just churning out new drivers. And as soon as Checo becomes available, they're like, yeah, fuck you, Pierre. We're taking Checo. It's paid off. I'm not saying that that was a bad decision, but <laughs> if I was in any sort of Red Bull young driver program uh, and I saw that my spot 
if there was an open seat in the Red Bull team and they didn't care about their young driver program that has been generating. I mean, Carlos Sainz and Daniel Ricciardo went through the program. So yeah, like it's it produces and, good and, drivers. And Mac, like Mac, you've already you've already seen you've already seen like the the benefits of like actually cultivating that. But yeah, I, do, yeah. I, see, what, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Helmet Marco, no matter what that man says, it's always the most annoying shit you've ever read because <laughs> it's just some shit stirring. Oh, um, and, 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 and pure propaganda too, yeah. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and Christian Horner, I mean, I respect the guy. Love, like, <sighs> dude's got an amazing life, but every single time he's in front of a camera, he has to say something that is either disparaging another team or just putting another team down. Or if even when Max doesn't win and, like, the second driver wins, then he's like, oh, well, Cool. Good for the team, I guess. And yeah, then no, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is the most popular asshole out there. It's crazy to me, but yeah, the culture is fucking horrible there. And it's, <laughs> it's, and it, it's, it's annoying because it's annoying to see a team that has such a weirdly toxic culture at the top of motorsport and right. constantly winning like they do. Um, it's uh, it is annoying. And so, yeah, I'm done with Red Bull racing, even though they're going to be at the top for a while. No nah, man, that well, back when Seb and Danny Rick were on the same team, that was so much that was much more much more fun team to be to be to, to root for. If I was watching during that, yeah, I would I would be a diehard Red Bull fan. But I realize that now, based on all of the teams, McLaren's a, is a fun team in general to cheer for. They seem like they have the most fun culture, but every other team just seems like they are just not a good culture at all, uh, or a fun culture per se. But I, I realize that I'm just a bigger fan of the drivers as individuals as I am for the teams. So sure. that's why as soon as Danny Rick is out of McLaren, I mean, love you, Lando, Char all the way. Um, <laughs> and that means I'm going to have to deal with being a fan of a person on Ferrari who they constantly fuck things up. <laughs> it blows my mind. They get an 80 million a year just for being Ferrari and they continually screw shit up. I was looking at history of like Ferrari drivers and it's, it's amazing. I feel so bad for Charles. Dude. No. Yeah. Kimmy, Kimmy Schumacher. Um, and, and I guess now that the, the new version might be Charles, like they're getting saved by three generational talents. It's like the, the thing that they do best. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's annoying, but okay. Number two, that was Red Bull racing done with them. And then the top number thing that one, you're done with. Top thing that I'm done with, and this is a bad thing to be done with at this point in time because it will be my life for the next three years. I'm done with hearing about Deshaun Watson and anyone who tries to defend him and tries oh. to justify it. I have seen so many justifications of still being a Browns fan, um, which sure, for all the games that he's suspended for, for the next four or five years, because it might be straight up five years at this point who knows um i will cheer for that browns team but as soon as you put deshaun on that field it's not going to be fun anymore it will not be it will not be a team that i want to cheer for um and anyone who defends him i told you that story on the on the groovy about it. i i just was telling my friends about how i was not able to justify cheering for the browns as as vehemently as I have in the last few right. years because right. of the guy that they're, that is the quarterback. And I, I, he, this dude confronted me and said like, dude, don't you find it funny that as soon as a black man is successful in this league, that, that all of a sudden this is coming out and they were trying to bring him down. And I said, I, I disagree, but also like, I don't want to get into this conversation. Yeah. Um, there's at least 24, potentially up to 66 women whose lives are completely scarred forever because of that guy literally jerking off on them. Um, you can bleep that out on the podcast or on the keep it in. In post. <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. Um, and yeah, I, for, I forget what other point he brought up, but it, it was all very much just like, there's there's so many mental hoops that Browns fans are having to jump through right now just right. to support this team. And I, all, all of those only go so far. Yeah. And I, now that we, at first we thought it was just 22 and then a 23rd came forward now 24th. And now we've learned that there's at least 66 different appointments he made in 17 months, which means we're not going to be done hearing about this for the next 10 years. Well, who knows how long it's going to drag out in court? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. how long do we how long do we still give Big Ben crap about that when it was two incidents for his career over so many different years? Like, yeah, that's no, so true. 
And it's a very, it's a very much different time now than it was then. Exactly. And now I'm just done. And that's why it's awkward because it was a different time now than it was back then. And it, not, because not, that, of that, not that it was, any, not that it was any more acceptable back then, but like well, of the <laughs> people, the, the people actually care about it now. So it, you heard it here first. Just, Nick just, it was okay 20 years ago. Just to clarify for the listeners. <laughs> um, well, so that's the problem is because like the older generations that are watching this sport, um, like they see that and they go, Oh, whatever. It'll be, it'll be swept under the rug and it'll, yeah. it'll be fine. They'll be back to playing football eventually. I mean, yeah. we see it with every player, but it's like, yeah, when, when do we stop that and actually be a little bit, we hold ourselves at a higher standard when it comes to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's amazing how many people that were so pissed about Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem that are very quiet now that this Deshaun Watson shit's happening um but uh either way we don't want to get too political here so and the <laughs> nfl is like my i think nfl is like my fourth or fifth favorite sport at this point so mm. like it's it's annoying that now i have to go on reddit every single day and see a different deshaun headline because this is going to be the new thing for so long oh yeah yeah well well listen i uh, i didn't ask for another list but it's a, it was a good list i got i gotta give it to you so thank you uh, well, then to, to round out your now that you're this, this will be your final part of your application for the PRPR committee. Uh, so uh, what, what gets the, the, the Peter Lyons stamp of approval nowadays? Like this, this, this can be any form of, 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 of media or doesn't have to be media. It can just be anything, anything in the world that gets a Peter Lyons stamp of approval. Like give, give you some give you some uh, some free plug time. Oh, OK. So I've been thinking about this because I don't usually get a chance to do a plug like this. So I really like that you're doing this. Um, And I guess I'm trying to think based on like the last, like it's been pretty, the world's been kind of on fire for the last like six years. And so it's, uh, I've been trying to think of like something that I really enjoy that does bring a good mood and a good vibe into any situation that I'm working with. So I want to plug one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, his name is Grizz. Uh, you may have heard of him. Um, I have. So the thing is, is I am also, I'm a very big fan of seeing artists and how they evolve over time. Um, this guy started out with basically just creating music on a laptop, just keeping it very simple and building a bunch of beats that sounded really good and, you know, releasing albums through that. And then his last three albums he's been slowly adding more and more instruments until the last three which have been just straight up like it's a full-on they're just nothing but jam band funk masterpieces that he throws in a bunch of really good edm influences into yeah and he's very much into keeping the vibes high and everything good and so he like one of his albums is literally called good will prevail the next one was called ride waves just all about like he's got a song with drum called it gets better. Um, he's got a song with big gigantic called good times roll. That's the one that everyone's heard of. Um, he has another one that's, uh, with, let me see, which, um, let me see. He's got one with Wiz Khalifa that I really like. Um, it's called find my own way. And I can respect when artists can completely change their vibe and, he is just nothing but like making sure that everyone is just happy and he wants to make people happy. So in this, in this last few years that things have kind of been really just shit with the news and with everyone, I mean, getting COVID and all of that, um, that can of worms combined with politics. Uh, I really do like this guy and the music that he's creating. And it really always does bring my mood up depending on what song I'm listening to. So, um, if you ever get a chance to go see him live, highly recommend it. He is really, really good at what he does. Um, and he surprisingly, I don't think he gets enough credit, but everyone that's a, he, he, he is known by everybody, but the people that are fans are very rabid fans of his. And I absolutely love this guy. So if you need something to listen to something with good vibes, highly recommend Grizz. That's, that's good. No, I, I, the, 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 what I know him for, and this is probably the last time I actually owned like a physical uh, iPad, uh, iPod, uh, Smash the Funk was on, yeah. on on that shit all the time. I love that song. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that that's uh, there's a yeah, there's probably a couple other ones that I know, but that one's like when you say Grizz, I think of that song. So. Oh uh, yeah. 
No, definitely a good one there. So no, I, I appreciate the shout out. I think you're the first one to, to go music too. So that's a good one. Um, all right. So yeah, so we're obviously getting down to the nitty gritty here. So we got one more, two more, two more quick ones, and then a little open one, uh, open ended one to Uh-oh. end that with. So obviously, um, you know, uh, these past couple of years haven't gone so well for me. Um, and I, I've uh, thinking about been uh, tweaking my, uh, my coaching staff to try and get a little bit better. Um, so one way that I, one of the pioneers that I'm trying to learn from is the uh, the certified. Now that Tom Her- maybe the Tom Herman isn't legend, we can call Urban Meyer a legend. I think uh, oh. to get a replacement. So uh, uh. I'm gonna be I'm gonna borrow a, a trick I learned from the uh, the legend Urban Meyer and uh, uh, ask ask you uh, in this hypothetical scenario where Peter Lyons is now on the uh, the, the the fantasy staff for me. Um, I need I, I need you to tell me why it is you deserve to keep your job. Why is it that you're a winner? By the way, this is something that Urban Meyer actually did with the Jaguars coaches. He went one by one and asked them, why are you a winner? Oh, my God. Um, why am I a winner in general or like for fantasy? And, and for, for fantasy purposes. Why am I a winner? Because I learn. I have had really bad seasons in the past. And I actually tweaked my draft strategy. I'm learning about, I learned a lot about handcuffs this past season with Alex Madison because Dalvin Cook was just like injured all the time. <laughs> Nick Chubb as well. We, I, we had a lot of, lot of chats about Dearness Johnson after Kareem Hunt went down <laughs> last year. Um, and so I feel like I'm genuinely learning and learning all of the different aspects of the game that are much more important than just, oh yeah, like, this player plays on a good team. Maybe we should pick them, you know, but I also make mistakes. I did pick up Antonio Brown right before the playoffs, uh, but not before the playoffs, before the championship. Um, well, listen, I don't think that was a, like he was, everyone thought that that was going to be great. They were playing the jets. Like everyone thought like that. I don't think that was an, like it wasn't a out of, out of this world idea to, to, to pick Antonio Brown there. But especially because like, I think at the time, Evans was hurt. I'm pretty sure Godwin was hurt too. Like it was just a, a, a weird wild time. He, he, he ruined it. He ruined it all. <laughs> so, okay. It's okay. We will, no, okay. we will well, come back. In, in this hypothetical scenario, I think you, I think you passed. So congratulations. You get, you get, to, you get to stay on, on the staff for uh, Urban Meyer's fantasy team. <laughs> um, can I, can I quit? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you're locked into a lifetime contract now. I, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to work for a man <clears throat> that goes to his uh, kicks his kickers for not making enough kicks. Too bad, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, for for Peter Lyons, um, just I, I want you to give out this for anyone who's made it this far. They're gonna they they're gonna get uh, get a special prize. Any and all F one takes you have in thirty seconds. Go. Oh God. Okay. Any and all F one takes in thirty seconds. I think that if Charles Leclerc can actually learn, this is what Carlos Sainz does better than Charles Leclerc, is Carlos will actually question his race engineer and actually decide on the fly, whereas Charles will just listen to his race engineer, and that's always an issue. you got to make sure you're asking questions and you for sure know what your decisions are. I think that, unfortunately, Daniel Ricciardo probably will not last until maybe next year, and if he does not turn it around, then hot take Pierre Gasly going to McLaren. If not Pierre, yeah, right? Pierre Gasset and McLaren. If not Pierre, then I would love to see Sebastian Vettel. That would probably keep me a McLaren fan. But um, I think the hot take is Pierre. He will – obviously, he's not going to that Red Bull seat anytime soon. I don't think that he will be content with staying in AlphaTauri for forever. So I think he's going to McLaren. Um, I'm trying to think of any other hot takes. I think although Mercedes might bring their car back to championship contention, George Russell is going to be the number one driver. Lewis is done. Uh, but no, I, that, that's, a, that's a good place to, I think that's a good place to end it real quick at the end. Uh, who's your, who's your pick for um, <clears throat> drivers, constructors, and then um, yeah, who do you think is, uh, do, do you think, do you think um, uh, Mercedes has a shot to, uh, to finish in the top two at all? I don't think Mercedes has a chance to stop the top two unless they really go, <laughs> they really get ahead because the thing is they're, their car they have been improving over the race but red bull and ferrari just nailed it out of the gate so mm-hmm. unless uh they can really turn something around i don't think so um Fair enough. i think i think that 
Charles will win WDC. I think that he will have a redemption arc, but I still think Red Bull is going to end up winning the uh, constructors constructors because Carlos is uh, Carlos is a bit gravelly lately. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you again for your time. It took a little bit longer, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I hope you had a good time. Oh, this was fun. Dude, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But yeah, we'll, we'll do a couple more of these when the actual seasons come around. But uh, no, this is a fun little benchmark one. Beauty, beauty. Appreciate it, man. You be good, and I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Stay safe. Love you, brother. You too, man. Oh, no. It's the Podcast Plus. That's right. Everyone's favorite segment is back. This time on the Podcast Plus, we get you ready for the featured Big Boy League Game of the Week, where we have Tyler going up against the Sheesh. Listen in as the boys banter, we get a little trash talk, and we get a board bet that someone is bound to regret. Take a listen. I also have a flight to catch in two hours, so... Um... Yeah, this this, this, will, this should not take very long. It doesn't let me on. Okay, Tyler, it's not... I have a flight to catch in six hours. But still, I haven't even packed yet. I need to go drop Shiloh off at Jenny's place. I was, I was going to say, that, 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 that's very, very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I have things I got to do first, you know? That's fair. But yeah, two hours, I'd be like, dude, you should not have planned this. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey, that's working on me. Very cool. <laughs> you good? <laughs> um, we're currently, you piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're currently making moves to go to New Braunfels, which okay. is two and a half hours away to where people float the river in Texas. Okay. So, so you guys will be privy to me taking this call in a car. Oh, fuck it. Back to back weeks with, with a, <laughs> with a, with a call from a car. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Except for I'm going to mute myself when I'm not talking because I'm not a dumbass. Nah. You know, whatever. Nah. Well, she has a she has a flight to catch, so we 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 plan this oh, well. Keep it, as we always keep do. it short. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, so yeah, congratulations! You guys have been voted the very first matchup of the week. Um, obviously, uh, T- uh, Tyler with the the preseason number one ranking, and uh, yeah, boy, uh, Ashish with the uh, number eight, but uh, probably very quickly rising. I guess we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, we got, wait, he got number eight. Yeah, he we, was uh, down. If we pull out, we'll be solid. Why are we even talking to number eight right now? Like, this is a waste of my time. It's a good question. It really is. Yo, I have a, I have beef with you, Tyler. All right, just a heads up. So this, this, this person, this is personal. Well, this, this, right, is, this is why we, yeah, this is why we're here to, to facilitate this beef. So go ahead, Ashish. The floor is yours. So two things. First of all, in the uh, in the draft, Tyler managed to speak up and the one thing that he said the entire draft was a sheesh you care way too much find the lie (laughs) and then the second thing was this dude comes to seattle two weeks ago yo let's hang out we'll totally hang out and then i'm like yeah sure let's do it and then he ghosts me oh no well, well let's be clear let's be clear i said hey i'll keep you updated with what's going on and then you never text me either yeah, because you said text me. Admittedly, admittedly, that's that's fair. Like this is yeah, the, feedback. It, 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 it was, is it, it is on it is on the traveler to to uh, to establish. Correct. Yeah, but in in my defense, I was drinking from like nine a.m. on Saturday until approximately two a.m. Uh, I guess that's Sunday morning. Fucking fat dude. Yeah, so frat. <laughs> Peter, get at me, you piece of shit. Anyways, uh, did not end up even seeing other people there that I had mentioned. So, Ashish, it's not personal. I ghosted everybody that I said that I was going to be. <laughs> it's the alcoholics' business. I get it. Listen, wedding wedding festivities take priority. I'll be up there again. But also, shouldn't you be in Arizona anyways? Wait, Why? Now he lives in Seattle. There was a, there was a permanently. Yeah, yeah. I was in Arizona for like a year taking care of my parents, but yeah. Okay, well, shouldn't you like? Are they okay now or what? Like you? Hey. Just, did... <laughs> no, they're they're both dead. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry.
No, they're not dead. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway, yeah, so there's there's uh, some personal beef. Also, Karsten sat Clyde's Ed- Clyde Edwards Alaire this week, and that's that's not okay. How do you draft? Clyde Edwards Alaire and you sit him for James Connor. I'm an Arizona fan and that's a bad decision. I'm telling you right now, Karsten. Uh because well, it, did Clyde do anything last night? Yeah, he got 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had at least like a 50-yard pop-off. Oh, that's right. The the end of the yeah, that end of the game run actually yeah, absolutely saved him. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um that's okay, fair enough. I mean, uh, but admittedly he laid a goose egg the first week, so I mean, I can understand. No, Clyde popped off week one. And, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he had he, well, he had he had two receiving touchdowns week one. So, uh, I mean, Shit. yeah. I guess to show my mental space for this conversation. But I told you, Jake. <laughs> Cardinals. Cardinals have the worst defense in the league, so therefore he had. Listen, I, I don't. I, we're not here to talk about Carson's team, okay? We're talk, here to talk about your guys' team. Quit, quit dodging this, uh, this, this entire conversation. All right, so here we go. We're, we're going to go line by line here. Obviously, the two pretty good starting uh, QB ones here. Looks like Jake dropped. I'm still oh, here. Damn it. Uh, we're here. We're here. It's not me. All right. uh, anyway, so yeah, got uh, the, the the goat on one side versus uh, Kyler Murray, who is not exactly the goat on the other. Um, Maybe the, the the goat at Call of Duty, but uh, uh, I don't know. She's uh, was, was this being your favorite team? Obviously, the the the, the Raiders got carved up last week. What do you what do you see here? Here's here's my thoughts on this matchup. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't have any of his top options. He might not have Mike Evans this week. He's not got anybody to throw to. Kyler Murray doesn't need anybody to throw to because you could run on anybody. And he's playing Las Vegas, uh, which is not really known for a stout defense. And Justin Herbert throw through all over them last week so and i and, 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 I, I, I i will say that those are good points of she's too. the uh and for some reason the saints have actually owned the bucks in the regular season the past couple of years but you know uh tyler how are you feeling about your your qb1 going into this week i just pulled up my team to see who that was um tom brady, <laughs> tom brady traditionally performs poorly against the saints during the regular season he typically shows up during the postseason. So uh, I did uh, pick up Jacoby Brissett versus the Jets as some insurance. Um, I dare you. And paired with, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> paired with uh, Julio, Mike, and uh, Chris Godwin are all non-participants this week. So God- I'm God- a little bit concerned. Yeah, it's fair. Godwin is already out, by the way. As yeah, an, an, yeah. one of the one of the players that I will not be having this week. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we're not here to talk about your shitty draft, Jake. We're here to talk about Ashish's. I think my draft was fine. I think my luck is just shot to hell, which is, is oh, oh, that's what? true. That's true. Is it just <laughs> yeah. like come on, man? Well, it, yeah. well, the main thing is like from caring so much and then only placing eighth in the preseason draft rankings, like you gotta step it up. Put your money where it <laughs> Hey, the the uh, record is one and zero. That's all that matters, man. That's true. That's true. We're both one and zero. We're both winners right now. To, uh, one uh, of us it, will be less of a winner come move, Monday move, night. Moving on to the RBs, we, so you're, you're each starting three RBs. You, uh, uh, all of you, uh, both of you, putting an RB in the flex spot. So looking at this matchup, you got Jonathan Taylor versus Saquon. Which after Saquon, that's that's a lot closer a matchup, you know, going into week two than people have seen in week one after uh, Barclays last uh, last go. RB two, Josh Jacobs to Antonio Gibson, who, I, I mean, I don't know how to explain that. The, the guy goes from being on the bench to immediately getting like twenty points in week one because the Commanders just don't have any other options, I guess. And versus Josh Jacobs, who I think we all agree he's talented. I don't know what the Raiders think of him, but we'll see. And then the uh, flex god Cordell Patterson for Tyler going up against uh, Naj- uh, Najee Harris, who. He, I guess I heard he's going to play, but he's got a couple of lingering foot issues. So lots of uh, lots of fireworks at the running back position. I don't. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you guys decide. Who do you think has got the edge in the running back room? So I will say that I don't consider Cordero Patterson a running back. He's more of a wide receiver to me. At that receiving uh, ability that a lot of running backs are trying to get nowadays, he uses it really, really well in Atlanta. Uses it really, really well to the detriment of Kyle Pitts. Um, but 
I will say that, and he has Taylor, obviously, and John Taylor is amazing. Um, the thing about Najee Harris is that he's injured, and so I'm thinking about pulling him out and putting in Travis Etienne. Dropped two touchdowns last week, uh, so his line would have looked a lot better. Uh, Jake, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, if you want to make that trade. Um, but the that I mean that would be the only change that I would make. But I mean I I have the the leg up on there. My wide receivers are where I'm struggling, but I think my running backs are probably one of the best groups. Yeah, if Najee can stay healthy, I think yeah, I think that's true. And, and Pierce eventually will come along. But for for, for this particular matchup, you're right that Patterson you know does have that receiver background, but he carried the ball 22 times last week. Yeah, so I mean they're they're definitely getting they're definitely giving him that RB one work uh, down in Atlanta. So I think with Najee being hurt, and if you go to ETN, I don't I don't think ETN's a, a bad play, but. Um, We'll see. Yeah, just with just with those concerns, I think Tyler's got a little bit of a leg up in the uh, in the running back room. Uh, but it's uh, well, actually, no. With Gibson catching like eight passes last week, it, 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 we'll we'll call that one a draw. It, it, it's pretty close in the middle. Yeah, no, no. Now here's where Tyler's really got some got some advantage just in the wide receiver room with um, Stefan Diggs. Well, I say that I forgot the part that Mike Evans is his wide receiver too, so he might have to change that one out this week. <laughs> what was that, Chase? Both of my receivers have like legitimate quarterbacks throwing to him. Very true. Uh, I can't quite say the same for Ashish. Uh, how did DK do week one? I, I don't think it was particularly good. It was like seven and points. I, I want five points. He had a great day. The fumble killed it. They didn't throw it to him after we had that. So, and then I mean, did Sutton even have any receptions? Like, I don't yeah, think. Uh, nine, nine, nine point two points for for Sutton, four, four receptions for uh for fifty eight yards. <coughs> he's like so the lock solid for the Broncos. Like he, like the deep option when Russ has time. That's so. yeah. This is this is this is what we you know. Reese and I were talking about this team you know, in the, uh, the the preseason projections where where Sutton. Sutton is going to be a big boomer bust candidate, you know, just with yeah. as Russ's deep target, you know, deep threat goes. Like Lockett last year had a bunch of really good games, and then had a bunch of really not good games. So that's just that's just kind of the the uh, the blessing in the curse. The good news is for Chiefs that I mean Sutton's against Houston, so that'll be all right. But sure. DK sure. at San Francisco, I expect to be a little bit tougher with their front four being so strong. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Stephon Diggs is going to tear up Tennessee's ass. And then Mike Evans is kind of a we'll we'll kind of see. I'm not quite sure yet. Thielen's also on the bench. I'm kind yeah, of feeling it out. You kind of feeling it out. Is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About a fourth string wide receiver. You don't want to go to Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets. Listen, it, it, it's only it's only a matter of time before uh, before Tyler trades Garrett Wilson to Millen for somebody <laughs> just just so he can complete the the, the Jets uh, trifecta there. The Jets uh, Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Now the, the we'll move on to the next uh, endearing matchup here between the tight ends. These are the uh, uh, well, last year Waller was, and this year Pitts off to a slow start of being the underperforming, like super hype tight end prospect guy. So I think Waller had a pretty decent week last uh, last week. Yeah, nine point the uh, get yeah, nine point nine points. So pretty solid for him versus Pitts. Uh, Obviously, the Falcons, I'm sure, are going to get Pitts involved. He's the best offensive player they have. Um, but uh, let's see who the, the Falcons going up against the Rams, who've got Bobby Wagner to secure up that linebacking core. It's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. And uh, I don't know how how did Arizona fare last week against tight ends. Ashish? Awful. Oh, God. <laughs> Freud us. Hyped. So, so maybe a little inside baseball there. Maybe you said the oh, earlier. Yeah. There is that to consider. So it's like you're not getting as many options. I think it's going to come down to does Arizona want to give up a bunch of Devontae Adams catches or do they want to give up a bunch of Darren Waller catches? Because I think we can only really focus on one because we have nobody in the back. Everybody's injured right now in our from our, our corners and safety spots. So so I think Waller should eat because I'm assuming we're going to double-team Adams. Not that it's going to matter. Um, but I will say it is bold. Las Vegas Raiders on your team. It's a lot of faith in a Las Vegas team that I don't think is going to have a ton of offensive output week over week. Well, if we're being honest, I picked up Waller as insurance for Kittle because Kittle's an injury-prone guy. Yep. Uh, but that being said, I've got you know two of the top, I don't know, five, top six tight ends in the league on my team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, uh, yeah. Best that, that, match at my will. 
Sure. And, and maybe some trade bait if and when, you know, the yeah. kill ever gets Jake. healthy. <laughs> no, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be targeting Gerald Everett tight end one next year in the on the or next week in the waiver. So <laughs> thing, I also I got Kyle Pitts and then I got off the bench Taysom Hill. You know, you guys are underestimating that guy. Um, yeah, yeah, but isn't he a QB? Yeah, I might put him in at tight end and get those QB points in. He hasn't. He's. I mean, he he, he might have a gadget play, but like, I dare you to please count on Taysom Hill points, please. But- Four carries. Also, for there's no points. way. Yeah, but there's no way the TB defense like gives up those gashes like Atlanta does. Like exactly, they're a much more solid defensive front. No, it, 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 he's going to be boomer bust. It, it, yeah, all, all of his points came on two runs. He had like a 50 yard run and a 30 yard run for a touchdown. So, like, I, I'm not, not saying that you, it, it can't be done, but I, like I said, good luck counting on that. So, and. Like, if and if if and when Jameis get, gets hurt, and you could and ESPN pulls this tight end bullshit, then yeah, that might be worse on things. But, um, yeah, why didn't they like they changed the rules on his listing last year, or was it or was it two years ago? I don't know. No, they they, they did they put him back it. at tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they left him as a tight end for the week where she plugged him in and, and got like you know fourteen points or whatever from a tight end, which was huge. Right. But uh, right. Yeah, no, they, they've left him as a tight end for now. We'll see. I, I, like I said, I, I bet if he's, like, you know, go, going to start for New Orleans as a quarterback, they have to change that, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, yeah, going into the uh, to the, the QB2 room. So, uh, Ashish, who was your – you had a third QB. Who did you do no I dropping? Had, uh, I switched him out for Baker Mayfield before the week started last week against – um against Peter which was supposed to be as like a joke because I didn't think the game would be close at all but I ended up winning by one point and Baker had like four more points than Mac Jones so that ended up being the difference maker um which was wild uh but I'm not expecting big things from Baker he's not a great quarterback by any stretch but I do expect them to be at least behind or in the game against the New York Giants most of the time so that means a lot of throws for him that's what I'm expecting Sure, sure. No, I, you know, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think that B- Baker is definitely a better quarterback. Really. Well, he's in a better situation, I will say, than Mac Jones right now, that's for sure. And then uh, on the other side, Tyler rolling out the uh, Matt Stafford again. Uh, he expected a bounce back week for, for the Super Bowl winning point. Against the poorest Atlanta defense that uh, is going to have their hands full covering like pretty elite wide receivers. Um, I mean, you saw how much Michael Thomas popped up once they decided, once Jameis decided to stop throwing it behind him. I don't expect Stafford to have those problems. What I'm most concerned about for Stafford is his elbow. Um, I don't think that Atlanta will generate the pass rush that Buffalo is able to. So I think Stafford will will bounce back. Gotcha. And then obviously the wild cards. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Yeah, can Stafford just hold on to the football? And and, and the Rams Rams offensive line didn't look great either. So maybe Atlanta can yeah. can do something there. We'll see. But um, yeah, that, 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 that one's pretty much. Uh, you know, it's pretty close to a wash, I would guess, just based on projections. I don't have those in front of me, but that's what I would guess. So going into the wild cards with the uh, the defense and kickers. Uh, I mean, uh, Ashish with the goat, uh, Justin Tucker. On one side versus uh, Matt Gay on uh, going against the Falcons, I yeah I could definitely Matt see. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see you know. Uh, what a callback! <laughs> you're welcome. I could definitely see uh, the Rams getting a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, how much field goal work he'll get? Who's to say? But yeah, obviously that's all uh, that's all up in the air with with Miami being a little bit better at defense. Maybe Ashish probably has a little bit of an edge there. And then defense, yeah, Buffalo going up against Tennessee, who lost last week to the uh, – uh, who were the fuck they lost to? I forgot. Uh, the Giants. Fucking Giants, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then the Bucks going up against New Orleans. I think you yeah, probably a little bit of an edge there. So, I don't know what ESPN is projecting right now. It should tell me, but it's not – oh, there it is. Okay, so Tyler right now projected for 129. Uh, and Ashish at 124. So yeah, I think that that sounds about right. It's a little bit of a slight edge to uh, uh, to Ashish and uh, and Tyler. So the yeah, how you how you guys feeling about that that five point line going into the weekend? I think it's giving um I think it's giving Tyler a little bit too much credit. I don't think his offensive stars are going to perform their projections. I think I'll give him a two point edge. That that's that's the edge I'm willing to give him. Okay, interesting. Then uh, t- t- Tyler, really? 
<laughs> you might as well give me home field advantage points at this point, maybe. This oh, is no. a lot. Like, this is, I ain't even worried. I'm sorry, man. We, we, Tyler, we can't do that anymore. Saquon, doo-doo. Antonio <laughs> Gibson, slightly less doo-doo. Sutton, doo-doo. DK, doo-doo. Fits his eye. Harris, broken. Baker, doo-doo. <laughs> Justin Tucker, they go. Okay, so, yeah. Five points is honestly giving Ashish a lot of the benefit oh. of the doubt. Or just giving Lady Luck a lot, you know? I don't know. We'll see. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this is this is this is the smack talk everyone wants to hear. So, uh, I, I, with that being said, Ashish kind of discounting it and Tyler calling half of his lineup doo doo. What do we think about uh, maybe having a little shot bet on the line here for the uh, for, for with, with this being such a close matchup? I think, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys want to go that call it minus five or just go straight up and give a shot bet here for the game. What we say? I do a straight up shot bet for sure. How about this? Make it more interesting. For every five points you beat the other person by, that person has to take a shot. I love that. Okay. Every five? Yeah. Every so, five. Yeah, so zero, shot five to ten, two shots, yeah. etc. And they all have to be on the same night. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, Ashish, you, you did this, man. This, this is this is where we are. I love this. <laughs> All right, lock, lock it in. This is going to be a fantastic, uh, fantastic. Put it on the board. Exactly. And this is going to be a great way to uh, to get everyone hyped up for the fantasy football weekend. And uh, yeah, wait uh, wait until next week as five more of my players go in the IR. Um, <laughs> and on <laughs> on that note, uh, thanks guys for joining the pod. And yeah. Good luck to both of you going into week two. We'll see how far Ashish can uh, slide up the rankings this week or maybe slide down. Maybe he'll fall back down and we'll see. <laughs> Thanks, Beat. DJ Snake. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Be good. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Big Boy League podcast. Thanks again to Peter, Tyler, and Ashish for the time. Hope everyone enjoys the weekend. And stay tuned for our next guest. He's the worst. That's right. It's Millen.